So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast or the Ike MMA show. And I have uh, the one-eyed, is, what do you call yourself? Is it the one-eyed dragon? Or yes. the one-eyed, one-eyed dragon, Dre Miley. And uh, Dre, welcome. Well, should I say welcome to the show? Welcome back to the show because you've had you on here before. But this time it's just me going solo. My co-host is kind of doing his own thing at the moment. Okay, well, thank you for having me, man. No, no, it's great. Um, I really want to get you on because, well, to talk about your upcoming fight with, um, what's his name, Ahmed? At the, yeah. com- at the Rocket Combat Sports. Uh-huh. So, man, um, how are things going? Uh, how are things going uh, camp-wise? How are you preparing, diet, training, just your training schedule? Everything's going pretty smoothly this time around, you know. It's not so much stressful as it was last camp. I don't know why. I guess I had a lot of things going on. And, you know, this camp seems more relaxed. I had time to to relax and, you know, think about it for a minute, you know, and really dive into training and really learn what I'm doing. So diet's really well. The weight's just really falling off at this point. So I could probably wake up on weight, which is which is awesome. So you know, it's a testament of like staying ready the entire time. So, your diet, as in, uh, what sort of things have you, as in, is there like a certain, though common sense will suggest if there's a certain weight you want to hit, there's a certain calorific intake you've got to stay within. As in, so your diet at the moment, as in, what does it consist of? Uh, my diet, it changes from week to week. Like this week right now, for breakfast, I had egg whites with spinach and uh, a pico, and then a little bit of a dre- little bit of dressing with olive oil, and then lunch I'll have like shrimp and spinach. So it's it's the base of it is just spinach, and then whatever meat I can have. Usually, it's I've been having steak this whole camp, so which is awesome. I never really mm-hmm. thought I would be losing weight off steak, but for a while there, to last week, I was eating nothing but steak. You know, I stuck stay for breakfast, and then that was just crazy because my body was just killing. You know, it was burning through it so fast, and then yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I think it's just a, you know, if you follow your diet and you listen to your coaches, you're gonna you're gonna succeed, and this is exactly what's happening right now. No, no good. Um, they 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 do say that of course you, there's the fitness side to think of things. Uh. So the fitness, you also got to take into consideration what you do in the gym. But they say it's eight percent diet, then twenty percent gym or workout or whatever it is you do for exercise. And uh-huh. how are things at camp? Um, are you sparring um, every day, doing those uh, extreme intensive exercises? I mean, it's not really. Don't really spar hard. Let's not. It's on Fridays, like this, for almost every Friday, we have been doing. Uh, hard sparrings so we'll shark tank it you know be me in the middle and someone new comes in or so often so it's been hard but like training really not really change you know jujitsu wise still rolling hard still drilling hard you know that never really changed even when the fight was a uh, you know materialized i've always rolled hard i always try to roll you know with a good intention and good intensity MMA classes has changed a lot. So we've been doing a lot of high output, high volume, lots of moving, lots of activity. So moving around, staying loose, you know, not settling. 
So, I mean, it's good. All good cardio, all good intensity. So I feel really, really good about this. Okay, good. I mean, how do you, just overall, how do you feel leading up to the fight? Because I could see that in your post on Instagram, you really, really wanted, as in you're one of those fighters, which I guess goes the same for a lot of the other athletes. Um, you just don't want to be sitting around idle. Um, you actually do want to um, stay active and stay competitive. So, I mean, um, I could see that when the, the first time I saw that promotional poster for the upcoming fight with Amit, uh, I think in one of your, in one of the posts, you posted this more than once, but in one of the comments I saw that you were saying something something like last and yes you're, you're feeling really thankful th- for the uh for the new fight yeah i mean the outcome that i want for this fight is really not i don't want to finish i don't want to early finish so i mean we have five rounds to you know i have 25 minutes to do what i want to do i don't have to kill it in the first 25 and while i am thankful for this opportunity to you know go in here and fight for this promotion um i have to think about the end result for it i have to think about all the training that i put in and make sure i get the most out of it and let the cards fall where they may well, so you just you don't want to just go in there and as in, i remember from the around this time last year um in the ufc is a sandman um san hagen versus edgar and i think um it wasn't long before um the Sandman, as a just because I can't remember his proper name, but the Sandman had landed that um, flying um, knee and just knocks Edgar out completely, and the the fight was over before it felt like it was over before it had even started. You don't want anything like the like that. You want to go in there, show off. Let me say, show off your skills, your abilities, and yeah, put on a good fight for people. So no, I understand that because it's it makes it more entertaining for the fans, and you know they want to see you fight again for you know the next time. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, so I asked this to a fighter the other day. Um, and I always say that um, the... Hold on a sec. Hold on. Good? But, okay. But, yeah, going back. Uh, so I asked this to a fighter the other day. Um, what um, in your gym, I mean, if this, if the particular athlete that I'm speaking to, that I've just watched um, fights in the schedule, or just watched compete and they've come out the successor, and just overall, if, if they've done so well, they've done as well as they have done, um, I, I'm on the, under the impression that the camp that they're from, the fight team that, that they're from, the gym that they're part of, there must be other um, good, promising athletes, good, promising mixed martial arts um, fighters coming up there as well. So, I mean, um, to some extent now I know you I know that even with your uh, even after the major accident you had all those years ago you haven't let that stop you from doing something as physical as mixed martial arts so I mean at your gym are there any other promising names that we should be looking out for well there's a there's a lot there's a lot of us you know and I'm pretty excited about it you know we have Shanna Shanna's fighting in UFC I think in March Something either March or April, I'm not sure. Vince is fighting, everybody knows them, but like you got people like you know, Jason King, you got Emily King, you got Chris Rickard, Chris Adcock, you got James Adcock, who is like my number one training partner, you got Garrett Sharp, Anthony Cochran, Ray Hewlett, uh, Dan Bailey. I mean, we have a just a ridiculous amount of people who mm. are just 
killers. You know, everybody is good at what they do. So there's a lot of us. About, you're about to learn about a lot of us here soon. So it's exciting to be part of this team at this point because I feel like everybody is pushing towards the same goal. Everybody's pushing each other. We're not letting each other slack anymore. And it's a very warming feeling to be like, hell yeah, we're all going for this and no one's letting the other person slack. So it's, it's amazing. Good. I, if I remember correctly, and um, I don't mean to, to sound repetitive, excuse me, when I was interviewing you with Dave uh, a few, well, sometime uh, towards the tail end of last year, um, I did ask you in the next few years or so, um, which of the big names, big promoters would you see yourself signing or fighting for? Um, And you said the UFC actually, to my surprise, would not be your first choice. And I think you said something similar about Bellator. Now, has that changed? I mean, no. It's I still, because I have a family support, you know. And at any point in time, you see can get rid of you and they can be like, well, we don't really want you. You're like, say you fill out your contract, you know, whatever deal it is. And if they don't like you, they won't keep you. I, I can't rely on that. Bellator will keep you coming in and it's the way they treat you. I like the way that Bellator treats you. Now, if UFC, you know, decides to be like, hey, we'll sign you and we'll give you all this and perks and everything, and they show me that they treat everybody different than Bellator, then, yeah. But for as far as I know, it it seems like Bellator just treats their people with hospitality because they're a fighter, not because they're just another body, if that makes sense. Mm, I've I've heard of the organization that Scott Coker runs the whole thing almost like when you're there in comparison to when you're at a UFC event, when you're, when you're at a Bellator event, it does feel more almost like one big family or so. Mm-hmm. But the UFC is almost like, it's really, you know, you're in a corporate organization. And I'm not, I'm not sure if you, well, you must've seen this in the uh, media at the time, John Jones. And then there was the other fighter. I think he's French. He has almost like a big, what makes him look like he's got a line main or so. I think he has a French name. I think he um, was for some, I think he got in some sort of altercation or domestic um, abuse case, um, you know, at oh, home yeah. or something. Yeah. The UFC, um, Dana White got rid of him. But lo and behold, John Jones, on that same night that he's being inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, <laughs> gets uh-huh. um, gets into some, into some sort of similar bother. And Dana White still won't cut him from the um, uh, from the UFC roster. I mean, that, that's because he's crazy. a money maker. Yeah. John Jones is his money maker. If you're not making Dana money, you're not bringing people in the seats. They're not going to take care of you. You know, you're doing them a huge service. Anytime John Jones's name is mentioned, that's a huge service. Uh, unfortunately for Luis, you know, he's just yeah, so he had to do a lot of stuff. And the crazy thing is, is that I remember watching Luis and fighting on the same card as Luis Pena, you know, on the regional circuit. Like, he used to fight for Valor. So, it's 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 it hurts to watch him fall from there. But at the same time, it's like you put yourself in an area where you have no one around you. You don't have a good – you don't have a good family around. You don't have a good support system. 
you're just another fighter to that gym and they didn't want you and they weren't going to help you through it. So you went on the path to self-destruction. John Jones is, he's got money and he's got notoriety. He's got Dana White in his back pocket. So all you have to do is just drive home some marketing and he's good to go. Well, I've got to be honest, when you do those sorts of things, um, it kind of, it does, even though you may, at the time, at the current time, you may feel as if you're guessing away with it. But as time goes on, you find it does follow you for the rest of your life because John Jones will not be at mixed martial arts. At least he will not be a UFC fighter forever. Neither will Conor McGregor. And at some point they have to retire or if they're not bringing in the money like they used to, the, the organization will have to get rid of them. Then they might, if they want to go somewhere else, or so they'll test the free market. Um, but John Jones, I mean, once he's, if at some point the UFC does drop him, I mean, do you see any sponsorship brands or labels or even any sort of, um, what's the term, philanthropic work coming his way? Because if you've done something like all the things he has done, I doubt you can do anything like, let's say, a charity event or a stop bullying event for young kids and young adults. I don't, I really don't see him doing anything. Right now he's down there on fight ready, you know, and that's probably the best thing for him. But, I mean, if he's not fighting, he can't make money. You know what I'm saying? Unless he turns to coaching full time, that'd be it. And he would only get coaching because of his namesake. Yes, that's yes, the yes. only thing. People just listen to him because, oh, it's John Jones. He's deemed the greatest, you know, MMA fighter of all time. It's just like, well, but he's a woman beater and he does this. And if people with a moral compass would be like, I don't know if I should learn from him, even though he is really good. You're going to pick up bad habits from people like that. It's just, it's going to happen. But the most annoying thing is, I don't let me sound like a like a broken record or some petty or anything like that, but it's just annoying and painful. They seem to get away with it every single time, mm-hmm. every single time. Um, There's one topic that I, I try to talk about, but um, the... Da, 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 da. The situation with Mr. Jake Paul. Um, what's your take? What's your your take? I mean, I'm going to, I'm trying to steer it back to your fight, but I was going to try and get your take on certain affairs that's happening in the uh, in the MMA community. I mean, my problem. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't really care for him as a person. Like, and all the antics that he's doing, but the dude's getting his money. First and foremost, he's getting his money. And also, at the same time, he's using the platform for a good cause. He's getting people to notice that UFC is not paying money. They're not taking care of the people like they should. And that is something that's admirable. I'm like, I can't believe I'm really rooting for this dude because, but, you know, right. while he is, he's like a, you know, he comes off as a jerk. He goes off as, you know. You know, like, I really hope this guy loses. But, like, if you listen to him talk about the fighter pay and stuff like that, you're like, this dude's actually making sense. Like, right. And then you have to think about yourself for a second, like, dang, why am I agreeing with him? Like, why am I mad at him? It's one of those things. Like, do I like – I don't really care too much for him. not a fan. I don't hate him. But, you know, I support what he's saying about the fighter stuff. Now, do I wish he'd fight somebody that's actually legit? Oh, 100%. Okay. 
they make a point. But uh, when you say he's making a legitimate point about the fighter's salary, knowing someone like him really just goes, tries to capitalise wherever he can and take advantage of a situation based on how much attention he's getting, does he really care about that when he says that, when he says the UFC should pay the fighters more? Does he really generally care? I mean, I'd hope so. Otherwise, he's just... Or it could be one of those things where, like, he's saying it so people could just jump ship off UFC and be like, I don't like it. Because there was a time where he was talking about trying to come up with a promotion. He was trying to come up with an MMA promotion. And I think, yeah, I think that's what it was. He was like, I could start a promotion anytime. And I was like, well, he has the money for it, obviously. And he's been training MMA, you know, for a while. They wrestled. So I'm like, that is also another avenue that he could exploit. Like, I could come up with something because everybody's popping up with, you know, these MMA promotions. Like, Habib just popped up at one. Uh, Jorge Masvidal just popped up at one. You know, XMMA's doing more. And they're grabbing ex-UFC guys that were, like, not paid well. I mean, it's – and Bellator's doing the exact same thing. It's only a matter of time for somebody overtaking UFC. And UFC has to change. Yeah. No, I hear everything you said. Absolutely agree. You can't be the uh, – you can't be um, – uh, how can I say it? You can't have the number one spot um, the whole time. At some point, somebody has to take over. Someone or something has to take your place. Um, do you agree? Would you agree that, and there's something I was arguing with my co-host the other day, that a sport such as boxing will eventually be overtaken by mixed martial arts, say, in the next 10 or 15 years? I think so. I mean, boxing will still exist, but it's becoming so WWE-ish right now that it's really not grabbing people. And it's only ten percent of fighting, so I don't, I don't think so. I don't see it happening. I don't see boxing staying around for a long time. I do believe people will start transferring over. Mm. Okay. I uh, yeah, you're now the upteenth person that's kind of agreed with my co-host point that uh, it will. Definitely, it's it's like a diminishing sport because the sorts of um, fans who are who are the lower fans of boxing boxing there, they're getting old and they're dying off. The newer, younger generation that's coming up, they're actually more interested in mixed martial arts, any similar combat sports. Mm-hmm. Because it's cooler and it's the newer thing, and it's a lot out of the two. It's a lot more healthy ish choice. I mean, for your brain. Now, you might leave it mangled arms and twisted knees and stuff like that. But as far as, like, being able to talk and write a sentence and be able to spell your name at the end of your life, lifetime, you can do it. You know, you see all the time boxers, they have a lot of brain damage and, you know, the CTE and stuff like that from getting dropped and having to get right back up. MMA, you really, you see it, but... You know, it's usually over by the time someone gets dropped. Someone's dropped, they drop down, and person starts grappling. So you have a chance to get your bearings back. And there you go. And that brings me to your fight this coming weekend against Amit. Um, how do you see that fight going? As in, when you're in there in the cage with him, how do you see him? How do you see yourself as in starting and finishing? 
uh, I see myself coming out as how I've been coming out. Not my last fight, but the other fights coming out first, doing my thing first. You know, I'm going to get hit. I got, and I'm already made peace with that. I'm going to get hit. He's going to kick me. He's going to do crazy stuff. I know what my game plan is, and I got to follow my game plan to a T and trust in it and trust in the game plan that my coaches, you know, put me through and drilled with me a thousand one times, you know, it's the repetitions drill. A lot of things I'm doing now for this fight is just seems second nature. It just seems as easy as breathing. I don't see it finishing. I don't want to go for the finish early. I don't. You really want to stay in, you really want to stay in there and put on a good show for the fans. Well, that, and I want to get, all of this fight, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to leave anything up to chance. I'm like, well, what happened if I did? Like, no. So pretty much to the point is I want him to tell me to get him out. That's what I want. I don't want to sit there and be like, I'm going to try to finish you. Like, no, I want you to get tired of fighting me to where you give me something and I finish you with it. And then we can go home. Then we go home. We drink a beer, hug it out. And then I'll leave with your belt. And then, there you go. And look, um, after this upcoming fight, do you have any other fights um, booked? To the best of my knowledge, I don't. You know, I, I whatever my coach says, I'm going to do it. If I get called up, cool. If I have to keep fighting regional, cool. I just, at this point, just got to keep plugging away. That's the most important thing is just keep plugging away. I can't get wrapped up and what's the next thing i have to be present now what's right now i'm fighting what's the next thing well i don't know until i get there. good okay that's good um please thank you so much for coming on the show um i was gonna i was thinking today maybe i should do this after the fight because right now your main concern and your main priority is preparation training uh sleep just making sure you're you're as prepared as you best can be for the upcoming fight so you can come out with a win and stay in the cage and put on a good show for us all to to watch so i was thinking maybe we should do this uh next week um next week after the fight when you've you know calmed down and um you're not so that there's not so much of a, a fuss to prepare for the fight but i uh, know thank you so much for um, coming on the show today and uh just i tried to ask this but did you um have a good time I did. I had a blast, man. Love talking. Love talking. Shop with everybody. Thanks. It's just that for me, it's a bit awkward. The first time I interviewed you, I was with my co-host, um, David. So uh, when it comes to going um, what solo one-on-one with uh, athletes, I do get quite awkward because it's not something I've been doing so often for in the past. I've always had a co-host with me to <laughs> to help, just help the conversation flow. But I'm, I'm glad yeah. you have a good time. And uh, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you again. All right. Thank you, man. Take care.